electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. My mission is simple, to make you money. I'm here to level the playing field for all investors. There's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise to help you find it. Mad Money starts now. Hey, I'm Kramer. Welcome to Mad Money. Welcome to Kramerica. Love you want to make friends. I'm just trying to make you some money. My job is not just to entertain, but to educate and teach you. So call me at 1-800-743-CNBC. Tweet me at Jim Kramer. After not so hot day, when the Dow ultimately dipped 185 points, that's to be lost 0.44%. The Nasdaq gained 0.50%. One thing's certain. The stock market doesn't care about the vaccine anymore. Either Wall Street's betting the rollout will be too rocky or the positives are already priced in. Sure, the video of that hospital worker getting vaccinated stirred hope that this long international nightmare might be coming to a close. But today's action says, be careful. There's no end in sight right now. In fact, it's actually worse than that. The market's saying the good news on the vaccine front is baked in. So it's time to focus on the bad news of the totally out of control pandemic. You know, we've now had 300,000 COVID deaths in this country, and we are certainly on pace to have 400,000 before too long. Do you know that the number comes close to U.S. military deaths in World War II? Yep. After weeks of focusing on the vaccine, I think the good news is old news. Now the outbreak's front and center. What makes me so sure? I just want you to look at what's going up and what's going down. Remember, I know how to read the tape. It speaks to me. And first, the market's recent strength was driven largely by a turn in the global economy, led by, not here, but China. The Chinese economy is red hot because they acted aggressively to contain the virus early on. They've been effectively COVID-free for months. They forced sick people to quarantine, made sure everyone wore masks, and did aggressive contact tracing. Sure, China's an authoritarian state, no doubt about it. But South Korea is a perfectly normal democracy. It did all the same. By the way, Taiwan, Singapore. No COVID. Speak. Either way, we can judge the strength of the global economy by looking at the commodity stocks. They all rallied this morning and then they rolled over late in the day. By the way, that is one of the worst patterns imaginable. That's the beginning of a decline. I want you to look at Oxy, Occidental Petroleum, which had been hot as a pistol until it rolled over today. This is the perfect representation of the commodity stocks. Oxy's been on a rocket since the end of October, flying from $8 to 21 To me, that's enough of a move. With crude at 47 a barrel, there's only so high this stock can go. No wonder it plunged more than 8% today. Same goes for Exxon. 
which didn't exactly guarantee the dividend the last time it spoke. It had a big run, but the price of oil is still very low by historical standards. Watch the decline in something called the GUSH, G-U-S-H. <laughs> ETFs are so clever, aren't they? That contains a lot of oil, so it'll tell the tale. Valet, the iron, not the valet like at a restaurant, or, I mean a hotel. Valet, the iron producer, and Freeport for copper and gold. They've had remarkable rallies. Today, they got hit with major profit taking. I see more coming. If you own them, here's what it's time to do. It's time to listen to that great seminal stock trader, Steve Miller, and take the money and run. Gigantic gains. Take a bow. Get off the stage. Next breakdown, the marginal retailers like Kohl's, Nordstrom, and Macy's. All three have made terrific strides off the bottom. But here's a chance. Look, we know there's got to be a chance to see a shutdown of non-essential retailers. We did it once. Could do it again. Slow the spread of the virus. The vaccine is on its way. But we probably can't afford to wait. These retailers have had gigantic moves. Time. They're in better shape than they were in the spring. And I don't expect them to revisit those down levels. But I also would, wouldn't expect much of a rally, judging by the weakness in commodities and uncertain unemployment picture. That's how it starts. That's the rollover. All right, how about the restaurant stocks? I like Darden, Cheesecake Factory, Brinkers. They're going to make it. You can't get rid of chilies that easily. But we're averaging more than 200,000 new cases per day, and restaurants are how this thing spreads. Now, we know a lot more about COVID transmission thanks to the incredible work by Dr. Kim Prather. She's a distinguished chair in atmospheric chemistry at UC San Diego. She's an aerosol expert. Turns out it's very tough to stop indoor spread in smaller, confined places because the virus becomes an aerosol. It, just think of it like this. It's like, it's like a secondhand smoke. It hangs there. And that's why the overwhelming scientific consensus is that restaurants are a danger. New York closes in-person dining today. Given that COVID is currently spreading like wildfire all across the country, you really expect that we're going to be the only ones here? Without a stimulus package, we're looking at a ton of layoffs. Worst possible time, because the freeze on evictions ends on January 1st. And Washington is fiddling why this country burns. Then there are the cruise lines. Every day the buyers come in. This, I saw them today at 4.15. They were in there taking the Norwegian, buying the Royal. You know what they do. And they move these stocks up for no reason whatsoever than if they can. It's certainly not because of earnings. There are no earnings. There's no business at all until we get the virus under control. Today was the day that the cruise stocks finally reversed. One of the best, most consistent trades in this market is now suspect whether we're talking about Carnival, Royal Caribbean, or my favorite, Norwegian. We have the vaccine in theory, but we need it in our veins, and it's not there yet. Let them come down if you want to buy them. Enough midnight buying, you idiot. I mean, the ill-advised people. The worst sign, though, is what's working. The stay-at-home stocks are roaring again, trouncing their in-person competition, and the chill man sees that. Take Disney versus Disney versus Netflix. Disney put on a fabulous show last week. I just thought it was fantastic. I read it. It was great. 300,000 people watching. It made you feel like they own the entire pop culture firmament. And then the stock gained more than 20 points. But it's hard to see the parks or the movie theaters reopening anytime soon, given what's likely to be an uneven vaccine rollout. We're seeing that already, right? Meanwhile, Netflix has languished as the market lost interest in the stay-at-home stocks. Well, guess what? Today, Disney stock got clobbered and Netflix surged. These are just two sides of the same coin. I like Disney a great deal. I don't recommend selling because I expect the vaccine glut by April. But for now, home entertainment has edged out the Magic Kingdom. Netflix. Although I have to say, I haven't liked anything that they've done lately. Have you guys been watching any of this stuff lately? I'm watchable. I mean, what's the deal? How many times do you watch the crowd? That's one of theirs. All right, anyway. You know what else rallied today? Amazon. Amazon, as he used to say. 
The stock's been biding its time lately, but this new now-found fear of COVID has breathed new life into the king of stay-at-home shopping. You see, the stock was up. Even when the market started rolling over, they couldn't get this thing down. Meanwhile, the counter-urban trade is back. People are fleeing the cities for more spacious homes in the suburbs of the country again. And that's why Lenar, the big home builder, is flying ahead of its quarter on Wednesday, even though Topo just got clobbered last week. I love the city. But it has a lot less to offer when all the restaurants and entertainment venues are closed, especially if you're working from home. What else? We got a huge takeover bid for a middling company, AstraZeneca, to buy Alexion. The pin action led to a fabulous rally in all the, the biotechs because they're all in the same ETFs. But it also reminded you that this is what you buy when there's a slowdown. Social media stocks are what you buy when there's a slowdown. They came back to life, even though the FTC is clearly gunning for them. Again, that's a stay-at-home trade, isn't it? And by the way, the uh, Facebook and FCC, that, that story went away pretty quickly, didn't it? The ultimate stock at home, the ultimate stay-at-home stock, well, of course. You, do I have to even tell you? Peloton, rockly higher. A sure tell of what the market's fallen back in love with. Finally, so many investors have written off the semis lately because they want to have the oils. It feels like everyone was selling AMD or NVIDIA to buy BP or Conoco. Oh, that's over. Today, the commodity stocks broke down. The semis made a huge comeback, and it's not done. You don't get a one-day rally in the semis. In short, today was a classic rotation out of the recovery plays and into the COVID winners. Of course, rotations can reverse themselves in a heartbeat. Tomorrow could be the exact opposite. But you know what? This market's been waiting for this vaccine for so long that we can't honestly treat it as news. It's not news. We acted as if it was news. The only real news was that Canada did it before us in Britain. At the same time, the latest wave of infections keeps getting worse. That is news, and it will keep hurting us until we slow the spread. But hey, at least we know how to play it. The Fangs, the Semis, the Digital Facilitators, the Twilios, the Shopify's, the Adobe's, the Pelotons, they're all roaring again. Bottom line, the recovery stocks are handing the baton back to the lockdown winners because lockdown is where we're headed. Nobody wants to shut down the economy. Forget that ruse, even partially. But with infections exploding, hospitals overwhelmed, and the horrifying death toll, even the COVID doubters who think that it was just a hoax, are starting to take the virus seriously. And they'll buy the work-at-home, stay-at-home stay stocks as a natural extension of their views that finally, finally got through their heads that this is a bad disease. Joe in New York. Joe! How's it going, Jim? Joe, I am Thank fired you. up. I am all oh, fired up today. I want to thank you for your advice and call on QuantumScape, but I want you not to worry. I took out my initial investment and some profit. I'm going to let the rest ride. You bet you should. QuantumScape's a smart bunch of people. Go ahead. Big investment. Oh, I love the company. So I'm trying to get exposure in athletic apparel in my portfolio. I'm curious, what do you think is a better play? Do I get into Nike ahead of earnings on Friday or jump on Lululemon after their pullback from their report? You know what? Lulu did pull back a lot, and that one seems intriguing to me. My charitable trust owns Nike, but owns Nike for a while. Uh, Lulu may be the better value at this very moment, though. I kind of really like it. Let's go to Matthew in Illinois. Matthew! Hey, Kramer. Thanks for having me. I'm going to jump right into it. My question is about Novavax. Novavax is an underdog in the vaccine race only because they have yet to conclude their phase three trial. However, all early indications and reports show that their vaccine could yield the highest immunization results on the market while also overcoming the sub-zero storage issues Pfizer has. While the results of the phase three are speculative, the fact that their market cap is only $8 billion compared to Moderna's $62 billion market cap makes me feel that this company has much more room to grow. Well, so remember, I mean, this, a lot of this is because the stock was a, was a couple dollars not that long ago. All right, well, Stan, uh, you know, Stan Eric, who's been on the show a number of times, 
is saying he's got the real deal. I am not going to go against his saying that he's got the real deal. Not with a stock up almost $5 today and climbing. Uh, it's speculative if they uh, miss it, and a lot of people are betting against them. Obviously, it's going to go way down. Uh, but Novavax is the dark horse. I like that. All right, the vaccine's arrival is great news. But the market seems to be expecting more lockdowns as we see the death rate continue to rise. And the, the vaccine's not news anymore. Oh, man, buddy, tonight, can QuantumScape continue to make quantum leaps in this market? Stock's been on a tear, but I'll find out if the move can continue when I sit down with the CEO. Then it's a speculative biotech with a potentially game-changing pipeline. What could today's 50% move higher in Veru Pharmaceuticals on 127 million shares signal? I've got the CEO. And with the, uh, U, the uh, U.S. beginning its first dose of the vaccine, what could it mean for PPE demand? I'm going to talk to an under-the-radar player in the space. we got some interesting small-cap stocks tonight, so don't miss my interview with Lydahl. And stay with Kramer. Don't miss a second of Mad Money. Follow at Jim Kramer on Twitter. Have a question? Tweet Kramer. Hashtag Mad Tweets. Send Jim an email to madmoney at cnbc.com or give us a call at 1-800-743-CNBC. Miss something? Head to madmoney.cnbc.com. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Fact. Running a business is not getting easier on your wallet. With higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. Also a fact. Smart businesses are reducing costs and headaches by graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You can cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. See how you'll profit with NetSuite, and then you can think of all the ways you could be spending the money you save. Company retreat in Malibu, anyone? By popular demand, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com to start saving. Last week, I told you it was time to ring the register on the hottest electric vehicle stocks, even the ones that belong to terrific companies. We've had a wave of these things come public through reverse mergers with special purpose acquisition companies, and they've simply gotten, I think, overextended. Take QuantumScape, which is my favorite. This is a company that's developing a better electric vehicle battery. By all measure, it is better. They've got some fabulous partnerships, and I believe in the technology. But this is a stock that has skyrocketed from $13 in late October to $76.61 last Thursday. I think if you don't take something off the table, you know, it's not prudent. In the last two sessions, QuantumScape now has pulled back hard. 
sinking 16% on Friday, another 12% on 12.5% today, bringing the stock all the way down to 56. You know what? As it gets cheaper, it gets better, but the company's still in early development. And the lower it goes, though, the more attractive it'll get. Remember, the only problem with this one is price. Other than that, it is a fabulous story. Don't take it from me. Let's check in with Jagdeep Singh. He's the co-founder, chairman, and CEO of QuantumScape. You get a better sense of what his company's working on. Mr. Singh, welcome to Mad Money. Thanks, Jim. Pleasure to be here. Well, Jagdeep, you're doing it. You've got a better lithium, ba- better battery than the lithium. You've got, it's heavier. Uh, the, the lithium battery is heavier. They catch fire. They uh, don't get you enough uh, uh, distance. And you, on the other hand, have got what? And you, on the other hand, have got what versus that? What kind of battery? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So, so the the, the QuantumScape solid state battery addresses the, the five big problems, many of which you you address, James. So, it has more energy density, which gives you longer range for a given charge. It uh, has more power density, which gives you faster charge. That's the fifteen minute charge that you referenced. Uh, it's in, it's actually safer because it consists of non combustible, non flammable elements, unlike conventional batteries that you mentioned. Uh, it, the cycle life is better because you don't have the reactive elements that you have on conventional uh, anodes. And and you get all that without having to pay more because you get those benefits by simplifying the battery and eliminating uh, the traditional carbon or carbon silicon anode. So it actually ends up being lower cost. So you put it all together, you know, in one fell swoop with that one change of going from a liquid-based design to a solid-state design, you can address all five of those limitations. Uh, and, and yeah, that, that's, why, that's why this approach is, is better. And you did you uh, discussed that the data to support these claims were discussed and presented in incredible scientific depth, never uh, with never before shared proof points. This must be why Volkswagen decided to give you guys what a hundred million dollars and is your partner. That's exactly right. In fact, the data has, in fact, never been seen before. People have tried to do it for, you know, since the mid-70s, uh, but the idea of hitting all those requirements simultaneously, right? You got to get, um, you know, high charge rates without shorting the cell. You got to get low temperature operation. Uh, you got to get long life, uh, high energy density. All those things together is really what makes it hard. Uh, you know, experts call it the and problem of, of solid-state batteries. Uh, and that's exactly why the automotive OEMs, including Volkswagen, uh, have uh, gotten so excited. And by the way, VW has put in over $300 million, uh, not, not just $100 million. Oh, so they're, okay. they're pretty much all in. And, and, and in addition to that, they, um, they announced that you know, they're, they're uh, uh, together with us funding a manufacturing joint venture to help bring these batteries uh, to the mass market. So it's, it's a very exciting partnership. Okay, so our concern had been that the stock we recommended at $3 billion and went to north of 33 I mean, you know, for us, as a TV show with individual investors watching, we are always worried that somebody will lose money after a big gain. At the same time, we're also cognizant that you don't predict a real earnings breakout until 2027. Uh, that seems to be pretty far away. That's a sales breakout, actually. Yeah, so, you know, here's what we can do. First of all, I mean, you're right about the stock market, you know, short-term fluctuations. Look, um, you know, we don't claim to know what the stock market's going to do in the short term. I mean, right. that's your job, Jim. Not, you right. know, I, well, you know what, what, what we do basically is two things. We, we have a fundamental belief that if we can get these batteries on the road in real cars, uh, that this could be a massive opportunity. In fact, you know, we, we know that the EV opportunity is shipping up to be one of the biggest transformations in one of the biggest sectors in the world. Uh, and, and there's no question in our mind, at least, that there's an opportunity to create a multi-hundred billion dollar company if we could execute on delivering these batteries. Then the question becomes, can we execute? Right. And I think there, uh, I think there, um, you know, over the next few years, 
uh, our investors are going to have an opportunity to really um, you know see our progress. And we've we've as you pointed out, we showed data last week where uh, where the performance of these cells is has really um, you know. Uh, uh, delivered breakthrough levels of, uh, of uh, results. Uh, but what remains to be done now are things like we got to take that building block single layer cell that we made and make it into a multi-layer cell. So, uh, you know, our investors, your, your viewers are going to be able to watch us and evaluate on that. You know, if, uh, if next year uh, we, we don't deliver multi-layer cells, uh, then um, our credibility should take a hit. Conversely, if we do deliver uh, those multi-layer cells, then I think, um, you know, hopefully investors get more confidence that we're executing well. And then the day, that's all we can control is execution. Right. And, and we have a fundamental belief that if we execute, then in the long run, uh, there's there's a massive opportunity here that, 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 uh, that can be realized. Uh, but of course, in the short run, it's just, you know, I certainly can't predict uh, sure. you know, short-term stock price but movements. One of the things that uh, we had Mike Worth on from Chevron. He's an honorable good man. And he is a, a firm believer that we are not going to see mass EV uh, in a short period of time, which would be 2027. See, I've read everything that you've done and I've listened. I've looked at your backers and I'm talking about Bill Gates. I'm talking about long serving chief technical officer of Tesla I mean Kleiner Perkins. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? The oil guys may not know what they're talking about. This may happen much sooner. Well, I mean, the way we look at this is very simple, right? Um, we know that the automotive industry is massive. There are 100 million cars or so sold every year. Uh, and, and only about 2% of them are, today are EVs, right? And, and our belief is the reason why is because today's batteries are just not competitive right. with the combustion engine, right? On those five metrics we talked about. So the, 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 I guess the conclusion is that if you could, in fact, make a battery that were more competitive, then you could, in fact, increase the penetration of EVs substantially. Our view is there's no reason why EVs can't be 20, 30, 40, 50 percent of the overall market in a relatively reasonable time frame. But you just need a battery that's competitive. (laughs) Well, but that would change the world. Sir, you will change the world. If If you execute well, our world will not be the same. That, that, I mean, to be honest with you, that, that's what motivates the team. That's why the team is really excited, working incredible hours and just, you know, uh, really hard. It is, you know, not just the opportunity to create value for the investors, which, of course, is, is you know, a key part of, of, of our responsibility, but, but really to change the world for the better. We think there's, you know, you cannot address the emissions problem without addressing transportation emissions, right? right. And, and to do that, you need batteries. And to need to do batteries, they got to be competitive with combustion engines. And that's exactly, exactly what solid state does. So this is the first time that anybody has shown results that, um, that suggest that there's an opportunity to do that. Uh, and I know there's, look, there's work to be done. We understand how much is ahead of us. But at this point, you know, we feel like between the, the technical validation by right. our OEM automotive customers, the the, um, the 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 uh, the the commitment on the part of the world's largest car company to to support us. You mentioned JD okay. Straubel, co-founder and CEO of Tesla, CTO of Tesla, and finally the uh, cash balance that we now have, a billion dollars in the balance sheet. We got all the pieces. You do. All we you do. Execute. All right. Well, look, Jag Deep. I wish you the best of luck. You're kind of the world's kind of count money. Don't put too much pressure on you. That's Jag Deep <laughs> Singh, co-founder, chairman, Thanks, and CEO of QuantumScape QS. You can see. Uh, yes, I am enamored of it. Okay. Because it could change the world. Man, money's back here for the break. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash mad money. Just go to indeed.com slash mad money right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash mad money. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know what was the biggest winner in biotech today? It wasn't Lexion which caught a huge takeover bit from AstraZeneca. No, it was Vero, V-E-R-U, a tiny speculative biotech team focused on oncology, urology, that surged from, from $3 and changed just a few days ago to just under $10, including a monster 52% run today. What is driving this thing? Well, Vero released some very impressive phase two data on its metastatic breast cancer drug, and they've now got a big worldwide license deal. Also last week, they presented terrific data for another drug they're studying for both prostate cancer and breast cancer. These are the biggest cancer caught. Uh, th- these are the ones that you have to try to cure or at least make them chronic. Now, I hate chasing stocks after a big run, but positive clinical trial data, uh, that's the lifeblood of speculative biotech place. So this one's got me very curious. And that's why we're digging deeper with Dr. Mitchell Steiner. He's the chairman and CEO of Vero. Find out more about his company and its exciting prospects. Dr. Steiner, welcome to Mad Money. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, doctor. It's very unusual for a small cap company to have anything good for prostate cancer. It is highly inconceivable that one would have it for prostate cancer and for breast cancer, including a pill, not an intravenous, that doesn't have the terrible side effects for women. So tell me how you're doing this. Well, first of all, we, the, from the beginning, the idea was, can we take a chemotherapy and get away from the chemotherapy concept and move to something that you can take orally that has a, a whole different side effect profile? People don't want to be in IV chemo chairs. Uh, prostate cancer and breast cancer is being turned into a chronic disease. And so that means that being able to take something at home that doesn't have the same side effect profile would be ideal. So we, went, we embarked in that journey to see if we can come up with those compounds or at least enlisting those kinds of compounds. So in prostate cancer, we did that with an oral agent uh, that uh, a urologist can give because they're not worried about patients getting sepsis and IV chemo and that kind of stuff. And for breast cancer, you know, what's been happening in breast cancer is they get endocrine therapy. And that means they're taking a pill or taking a shot and it reduces their estrogen level. Unfortunately, almost all these women will develop resistance and have to go to IV chemo. And so Anobisarm, which is the drug that's been getting a lot of attention now, uh, that's had excellent phase two data, showed that, in fact, you were able to get efficacy similar to what you see in the literature for even a chemotherapy agent, but you don't see the nausea, the vomiting, the hair loss, diarrhea. We don't see that. Instead, it's very incredibly well tolerated. It's a pill each day. And furthermore, there's some other benefits. For example, uh, because it's targeting the androgen receptor, you increase muscle potential for increasing physical function, build bone. Women will have these uh, metastatic lesions that eat at the bone to be able to heal that and to be able to heal the bone that is wasting because their estrogen has been depleted. These are all very, very interesting things that if, if this plays out, could be the next, next go-to drug 
the women that fail endocrine therapy and before they go on chemotherapy. Well, well, Doctor, I mean, you have to do, I imagine, some very big phase three trials. Does Vero no, have I'm an... Gonna, I'm, gonna, no? I'm gonna interrupt you. No, no, no. I mean, no, you're not no. saying you don't need more money. You, I want to be sure because a lot of people might say, Jim, they just did, they just issued 10 no. million shares after they, had, they, they came on your show. No, no, we have a base business that's been generating money and that base business has allowed us to, and we've even guided that we're going to be fine and uh, paying for this clinical trial. And the clinical trial, is two, uh, FDA has already signed off on the trial. It's a phase three trial and it's 240 patients. It takes about 18 months to two years to do. It is not the thousands and thousands of patients where you need to go after, mo- uh, after money to keep supporting that. So no, this is, this is, and part of the reason for that is the end point that we're going after is something called radiographic progression-free survival. Fancy term, which means that we look to see whether on x-ray the tumors that begin to grow or, or new metastases show up in the, in, the, in the bone, because if you can show you can delay that for months, then that improves the quality of life uh, for, a, uh, for a patient with breast cancer. All right, let's go over prostate. The most commonly diagnosed cancer in men, Estimated 191,000 new cases, 33,000 deaths expected in 2020 alone. Why should little Varu have something that can uh, keep make this chronic or, or make it ever uh, see? First of all, again, same concept. It's an oral agent. Uh, this time what happens in prostate cancer is that men are castrated. That means their testosterone levels are dropped down. They stay on that forever. And, uh, and then the next thing is that they will break through that, and that's called castrate-resistant prostate cancer cancer. Cancer starts to spread. And then they get an oral pill. These, these are the blockbuster pills that are out there from uh, Estellas and Pfizer and, um, and, and Johnson & Johnson. And Zytiga. Uh, but the, yeah, you got it. Zytiga. So basically they're antigen receptor targeted agents. And guess what happens? They break through that. That means they, can't, they don't die. The cancer starts to spread again. Now what do you do? Well, the answer is they have to go into an IV, you know, back again, IV right. chemotherapy, where you see sepsis, nausea, vomiting, all that stuff. And so we, de- we developed a new chemical entity that we, that, at uh, Viru, uh, um, that uh, was a new chemical entity that we analyzed it, but we, we developed it to a point now that we've got great phase 1B, phase 2 data. And what's interesting, we're seeing complete responses and partial responses, reductions in PSA. And, uh, and this is one pill, a pill you take once a day, a urologist can give it, a medical oncologist can give it, and the profile is completely different. We're not seeing the neurotoxicity. We're not seeing the neutropenia, which puts patients right. in sepsis. It's incredibly well tolerated. Again, the whole concept is for a patient to be able to take the medicine at home, stay away from the IV chemo chair, move into this mindset like cancer one day will be like diabetes, where we treat it chronically. The idea is to improve quality of life. Don't keep hitting them with a sledgehammer. So we have two drugs like that. Wow. In fact, Vera 111 is also being, being positioned in uh, breast cancer, triple negative breast cancer. Okay. And these women, all of them, unfortunately, have aggressive disease. That's 15% of the population. That's where immunomedics, you know, got taken sure, out. Sure, IMMU, Gilead. I remember that one. Well, anyway, yeah, look, we, we, we've got to move on. There's 70 million shares, uh, 127 million traded today. I mean, it's, it's popular stock. How about that? <laughs> All right. yeah, Dr. Yeah. Mitchell Snyder, Chairman, President, CEO of Veru. Look, I, it's a high, I've actually not seen that where you could have 70 million shares uh, and uh, it trades 127 million. So it's obviously uh, a stock that a lot of younger people I know are trading. Do the homework. There's a fabulous, fabulous 
really great uh, connected transcript that you can go to uh, December 9th. It has everything you need. Man, money's back after the break. This has been a great year for companies that help us cope with the pandemic. Think the whole personal protective equipment space. But what happens to them when we all have access to the vaccine? Consider the case of Lidol. It's the specialty materials company that makes thermal insulation, acoustic barriers, and most importantly, filtration and separation materials. This is one of the only businesses in the United States or the world capable of manufacturing melt-blown filtration media. That's the critical filtration layer in N95 and surgical masks. When the pandemic hit, Lidol bet big on PPE, recognizing that demand for masks would be off the charts. And now they're practically coining money. The stocks run from $5 at the March lows to $29 today. Now people are starting to be vaccinated. How long can they keep this up? Let's take a closer look with Sarah Greenstein, the president and CEO of Lidol, to learn more about her company and where it is headed. Ms. Greenstein, welcome to Mad Money. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I really appreciate you having me. Oh, you're terrific for saying that. Your company has done a remarkable job in a very short time producing exactly what can make it so healthcare workers can have a chance against this disease. How did you know that this is what you should spend so much time and money on? Because you've really put a lot of effort into this. Absolutely, Jim. Well, first and foremost, who knew that face masks would be the best armor that we have to fight against this pandemic? I'll tell you what Lytle knew, because the reality is many can make face masks, but it's that specialty filtration media that goes into a mask that actually protects people and helps, like you just said, our frontline heroes be able, you know, to help fight against this pandemic. And we very early on recognized this, and we took all of the available capacity that we had and redeployed it towards making filtration media for PPE. But also, as you said, we doubled down. And we've invested almost $40 million to almost triple our capacity to make that fine fiber melt load media, something that probably nobody had heard of in advance of COVID, um, not only to meet the surging demand for PPE, Jim, but this just isn't about face masks. There is a huge, massive structural shift underway towards better indoor air quality. Yes, today it's about viruses. But think about it. There's allergens, there's dust, there's pollutants, there's smoke, right? Think about the wildfires that are occurring. And we now care and think about the, the filtration mechanisms in the places that we live, work, and gather. And this capacity that Lytle is putting in, combined with all of the engineering and material science expertise that we have, is going to help meet that surging and sustainable demand not just for COVID, but in a post-COVID world as well. Well, you should also point out, I, I think, talk about your relationship with France and Europe, because you are the only company that really has this technology. That's right. So, again, you know, when this pandemic hit, the world realized that it all needed the same product, right? And, and most of the world's PPE was really made in one country, in China. And China, for understandable reasons, really prioritized their needs first. And so it's been a wake-up call, Jim, for countries around the world. And we have been engaged with a lot of them. And, and you're right. We've announced partnerships with both the United States and France. But I can assure you that many countries are looking to make sure that they have a safe, sustainable, local, regional supply chain. It's really become an or a matter of national security and public health. And to your point, it's not just the mask. 
It's the specialty filtration media that allows us N95 respirator masks to actually do their job. And that's really what Lytle has done for years. There's been this very short-term analysis that once the vaccine starts, Lydol's going to be done. To me, it seems like, like you said, air quality. I have to believe that the Defense Department wants a billion masks. I have to believe that President Biden will want a billion masks. We cannot be dependent on China anymore. And you're the only guy that's got it going. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, it, it, we are 150 years old, Jim. You, you might have never heard of Lytle before now, but I can assure you that when we are what's inside, when what's inside matters. So whether it's large global automotive OEMs, large global manufacturers of filtration systems, or PPE, it's the Lytle kind of specially engineered solution that is the critical component in a lot of these products. And it's because of that that we were able to so quickly respond to globally, really, to this immediate and surging demand, but also be responsive to what we all know that what's coming, right? So, yeah, it's an exciting time to be sure. Okay, so Sarah, some people are going to say, am I wearing a Lydol mask? I, I don't know if I am. You do not, it, the masks are not, this is Lydol. I mean, how do they know? Because that's, after listening to you, what they're going to say is, I want a Lydol. No, and, and I hope so. I hope I hope they say that, right? And that's the nature of, as you can un- understand, right? A small cap in the B2B space, right? We're, we're kind of a secret weapon um, behind a lot of larger, large cap companies. It, I, you know, earlier this year, in the, in the midst of all of this, I had a CEO who is on your show often uh, say to me, you know, Sarah, Lytle is like our secret, secret weapon. Uh, when when we have engineering problems that no one else can solve, somehow you guys do. And it, it, it's the combination of expertise and, and, and experience in material science and application engineering, and then the know-how to manufacture it and, and embedded in, in our customers' you know, product development cycles to be able to solve those problems. And it's not just limited towards PPE and indoor air quality. I mean, we, we also are working in, in the transportation market, right? And as you think about this transition from combustion engines to hybrid vehicles to electric vehicles, we're part of the engineering solution um, that's helping see that transition through. So, so it really is a specialty, technologically driven um, play that, that Lytle is all about. Well, look, I want to congratulate you. Uh, rather than just saying, you know what, we'll be fine. You expanded when a lot of other people have not expanded. You're hiring people. You've done a remarkable job. Sarah Greenstein, president and CEO of Lydol, LDL. Thank you so much for coming on Mad Money. Thank you. I think that this is the kind of small cap stock that is going to be around for a long time that you can buy and put away. Mad Money's back in And then the lightning round is over. Are you ready? Ski daddy, over the lightning round. I'm going to start with Mike in Alabama. Mike. Yo, man, Jimmy Chill. Yo. Your enthusiasm, information, and analysis is appreciated. Thank you. And do I look thin? Jim. <laughs> Jim. Um, yeah. It's been on fire. Where's it going? What's the top? Appian, A-P-P-N. Uh, I, I think we may have hit the top. You know this thing's too hot for us. Come on, Mike. We got, you know, that thing is just, it's sizzling, that thing. Come on, let's take a little off the table with Appian. They haven't made a lot of money. We know that. Let's go to Chad in Montana. Chad. 
Booyah from Montana, Jim. All right. Uh, I'm one of the new to the market young investors, but I don't read Reddit and I don't use Robinhood. But uh, I was told to invest in what I know, and as an avid outdoorsman, I purchased a position in Sportsman's Warehouse a few months back. Is this a uh, thinking well, ship, or is you, it I time to buy Dicks. more? I know Dix took the guns out. If you've been to Sportsman's and you like it, then that's definitely worth buying. I think Dix is coming down. It might be a more attractive issue, though. I really do. Uh, by the way, Camping World's okay. Let's go to Angelica in Nevada. Angelica. Good afternoon, Mr. Kramer. Hi. I'm calling you about my favorite home decorating superstore at home, ticker H-O-M-E. And I like it. I like it. This stock's is seven times earnings. I mean, we're not going into recession. It's a place to get furniture. I think he does it good. That's his fellow bird. I liked him. I thought he had I thought he had horse sense. Let's go to Cal in New York. Cal. Booyah, Jim. Thank Booyah. you for taking my call. Of course. My question is, what is the relationship between Parsley Energy and Pioneer Energy? Well, Pioneer's buying them. And uh, the only two oils I'm rec- recommending are Pioneer and Chevron. And Pioneer, and by, that, by implication, I'm recommending Parsley. That's the interesting thing. Travis in Iowa. Travis. What's up, Kramer? I know you tell this me. This retailer just increased its accelerated share repurchase program to $375 million by February and expects to purchase $825 million worth of stock by 2023. Kramer, is Bed Bath & Beyond a buy here? Yes, it is a buy. I saw that. Ah, you know, Mark is doing such a good job there, and that was an amazing thing. He got rid of something I thought was worthless. He got a lot of money in, and he's doing accelerated buyback. Buy, B-B-B-Y, Brandon in New Jersey. Brandon. We got Jimmy Chill. How was the weekend? The Chill Man is good. It's under attack tonight, believe me. I'm going oh, I'm gonna. I'm going to blast everybody tonight. On, uh, even the people I like on Twitter, I'm going to get blasted. Okay. So I got into Yum Brands at $89 per share, and now it's up to $106 per share. So do you think it's a buy here? No. Under 100, yes. I think the next move is down the restaurants as people start saying, whoa, I'm not going out. I hear about all this aerosol load. That's the big new term. So let's wait. Gavin in Nevada. Gavin. Booyah, Jim. Booyah. Yeah, so I have a company called Amarin Corp, and their drug, Vasipa, just got uh, uh, research uh, results from the Vasipa, uh, for the COVID trial, and I'm wondering your take on it. Um, I think it's hype. I think it's hype. I know that Piper thinks it's not hype. Piper's a good firm. It's at five bucks. It's worth the throw. Okay, it's five dollars to throw. It's worth. It. Oh, like I'm really done. Let's go to Joe in New York. Joe. Booyah, Jim. I'm from Westboro, New York, and as a young investor, you know I love the specs. I got in the stock at ten fifty. The specs set to merge with XL Fleet on December twenty first, and it's one of the only EV specs to have vehicles already on the road. I'd like to hear your opinion on ticker symbol PIC. That's Ledecky's company. I went to school with Ledecky. He always makes money for people. I mean, I'm not going to go against Ledecky. I've known him for uh, 40. Uh, I've known Ledecky for 45 years, and he's a moneymaker. There you go. How about Chung in New York? Chung. Booyah, Jim. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. How about you? I'm fantastic. I got a quick question for you. What are your thoughts on this small biotech company who's developing an oral vaccine? What are your thoughts on Faxard ticker? Too V-A-R-D. speculative. Usually I don't say that. That one's too speculative for me. I'm not going there. Let's go to Rag- Raji. Raji in New York. Raji. 
Yo. One, gi- one gigantic loving booyah to you, my good man. Look at that. That's fantastic. What's going on? Novice trader here as of the pandemic, and you've been my golden goose. I can't tell you how thankful I am. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm here. I'm here today for Xtev as I've been. Which one? Can someone help me on that? X-Pang, oh my God, no, no, I love this guy. You said nice things about me, but I am not going X-Pang. I am willing to do JD. I do like Alibaba, but that, ladies and gentlemen, is the conclusion of the Lightning Round. The Lightning Round is sponsored by TD Ameritrade. want to know what the world will look like in six months, not the next few months like I said at the top. Just look at the casino stocks right now, right now. The two biggest stories in the business world are the arrival of the vaccine, allowing the whole world to go back to normal, and the arrival of a new president who will take a less hostile approach to China. We know the market's already betting big on these stories because there's one group that embodies both of them. That's the casino stocks with exposure to Macau, the Chinese gambling haven, and those stocks are on fire. When you see these charts, it will blow you away. Once again, people, once people are vaccinated, once we're all, you know, herd immunity kind of thing, economy does go back to normal, travel resumes, and people start gambling in person again. And that's why the casino should have a huge year in 2021. Now, they had an absolutely terrible year. They had terrible numbers lately, Ooh, which means they'll be up against some easy comparisons once we get closer to herd immunity. And the pent-up demand is absolutely enormous. We've got an entire country going stir-crazy that desperately needs a vacation. Vegas, here we come. Remember the hangover? That's my prediction for the second half of 2021. It's a funny movie. Just as important, though, you have to believe the American casino operators in Macau will get a boost when the White House becomes less antagonistic to the PRC. Hey, that's a great setting for the hangover. Four! Even if Biden takes a harder line than we expect, he'll handle the tough negotiations in private so the Chinese Communist Party doesn't lose face when it makes concessions, and it will make concessions. Personally, I think Trump's trade war was the right move. The People's Republic has been breaking the rules, deliberately howling out U.S. manufacturing for decades. But Wall Street hated the trade war every step of the way. So money managers are giddy that Biden's going to lower the temperature. And that's another reason why the casino stocks have been flying. So tonight, what we're going to do, we're going to go off the charts with the help of Bob Lang. He's the founder of ExplosiveOptions.net, as well as being the brilliant technician in the all-star duo behind the Street.com's Trifecta Stocks newsletter and the author of Know Your Options. We've got to get a better read on the big three American casino companies with a lot of business in Macau, because you know what? I think these things are ready to roar, and they've already been sta- they've already started. But that's okay. I don't know if you've missed anything. Take a look at Wynn Resorts, which has some huge properties in Macau. Lang points out that Wynn's daily chart has a nice W pattern going for it. Uh, the stock gapped up after the election, okay? That's and that's Biden, all right. And it's made a series of higher highs and higher lows ever since. In fact, it recently broke above its ceiling of resistance from the June highs. This is all because of China and Biden versus the way that Trump treats China. Meanwhile, look at the on-balance volume at the bottom, okay? Now, this is really interesting. You see a cumulative indicator that measures buying and selling pressure. It's been trending steadily higher. This is so bullish. Good news for Wynn. Plus, we've got a new concept tonight. Yeah, it's because Lion's always trying to teach you something. It's called the ease of movement. This is another way of relating price action to volume. And in Wynn's case, it shows a very strong uptrend the past few months. Look at these. What else? 
Lang notes that Wynn has made what's known as a golden cross. Holy cow. We love that. That's where the 50-day moving average went above the 200-day moving average. This is the holy grail for institutional money managers because it shows you the trajectory is getting more bullish. In Lang's view, Wynn is the best chart in the group. It's one of his favorite names for 2021. The stock's currently at 107. He thinks it's headed back over $200 sometime next year. Makes sense to me. Management is fantastic at this company. Next up, MGM Resorts is more of a domestic play although they've got a few properties in Macau, too. This is another stock that's caught fire over the past couple of months. Lang points out that the shaken money flow, CMF, uh, another tool that shows you whether big institutions are buying or selling, has been absolutely terrific. Nice, right? The on-balance volume, well, let's call it steady. Just like when MGM made a golden cross in October, that helped launch the stock into the stratosphere last month. This one's more of a vaccine place, and soon people will feel safe flying to Vegas to gamble again. And given that we've been cooped up for a better part of a year, there should be a lot of gamblers. But MGM also gets a boost from any thawing in the U.S. government's relations with China. And finally, there's LVS, Las Vegas Sands, which really should rename itself Macau Sands, because that's where they get the bulk of their business. From a chart perspective, this one hasn't been as strong as the others, with the stock breaking out after the election then trading in a pretty tight range for the past five odd weeks. This is a nearly $57 stock. Langsley's headed to 61 maybe 75 The thing about Las Vegas Sands is that you're betting heavily on the Biden administration easing up on China quickly with less exposure to the vaccine because China's had COVID contained for months now. These casino stocks make it crystal clear Americans are ready to gamble again. Perhaps more important that Biden will have a different attitude toward China. That's what they're saying. The charts don't lie. And these charts are screaming that the Chinese trade war is about to be over. And so is the pandemic. Given what I said at the top of the show, I think China's driving the bus right now. The vaccine will eventually follow, but not so fast, right? I still think end of the first quarter will have a glut of vaccines. I like to say there's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise to try to find it just for you right here on Mad Money. I'm Jim Cramer. See you tomorrow. The news with Shepard Smith starts now. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.